At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Greg, joined by always by Joe. Hello. We are covering today on the Super NES podcast episode number two two one. Uh, a pick I'm sure that Joe made because he probably was more interested in this game than I was. Um, uh, we are covering the Jungle Book. Uh, which came out for numerous systems. Uh, systems. We'll talk about the other systems briefly, but we'll, obviously, this being Super NES podcast, the main the main focus will be on the Super NES port of the game. So, um, I say port because this game, like several other games, or, or several other games, was originally designed was originally designed like the Genesis first, and then port other systems that, uh, uh, um, later on. I assume Joe Genesis like is where you were first exposed this exposed this game at. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, the, well, the game came out of Genesis, um, uh, in 1994, uh, like, and then got, like, released on other systems later on that year, uh, like, um, as well, too. So, um, most Disney games for Nintendo systems were done by Capcom, but of course, uh, but conversely, most Disney games for Genesis systems were done by Virgin, uh, 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 slash like Virgin Interactive Entertainment, uh, they, they want to use their full name, and this game's no exception. The, the, uh, um, Jungle Book actually started, uh, actually started developing in-house at Virgin and Virgin, uh, and there's a, on the projects. Um, the game, however, was not yet complete when the lead programmer and most of his buddies, Virgin, decided to jump ship and go form their own company. So, that left the, uh, that left the game in a kind of like mostly finished but still not quite finished state. Uh, uh, by the way, as a side note, those people went out to form Shiny Entertainment, uh, who, <laughs> uh, who had a pretty good track record over the years. They were, they were around. They did the Earthworm Jim, uh, MDK, and the Matrix games. So, um, I can forget the leaving virgin, uh, like to go, like, do, to go do their own thing. So, uh, obviously, Virgin wanted to finish the game, if possible, to recoup the time and or money they'd spent on it. But the, but the, but the, um, but the sudden, the sudden departures left them, left them, left them unable to finish the game themselves. So they ended up like turning the game over to, turning the game over to another British company, uh, like called Eurocom. Uh, and Eurocom's the one that should like finish the game up and then handle most of the porting duties, um, uh, like the game, uh, after that. So, uh, Eurocom we haven't talked about yet, uh, here. So they're um, you know British company. So again, most of their games were either like released just in Europe or uh, just in Europe or more for like British uh, um, sensibilities. Uh, they were mostly known for their like arcade console ports. Uh, they only did really a few original properties themselves. They were around from 1988 to 2012. Um, the original games they did themselves, however, are usually pretty good. They did like uh, Magician for the NES, which is more of a Zelda kind of like RPG. Um, Machine Hunter, uh, which, uh, uh, which is a shooter that came out for Windows, uh, like a PlayStation. Uh, uh, 40 Winks, which was a, uh, platformer game. And Sphinx and the Cursed, um, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, which is an action adventure game that came out with the, uh, the, game, the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. So, um, like I said, not really all that known here in the States, but the track record, for the, uh, you know, you know, considering they did, like, mostly poor, so track record's, like, pretty good. So, um, they actually, I think, I think you mentioned before, uh, uh, I think, I think you mentioned before, uh, before, uh, Mike, you play this game, Joe, uh, their very last, their very last release game was, uh, their very last release game was 007 Legends. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That was a pretty good game. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like, yeah, yes, yes, Eurocom, like Eurocom was a pretty good company to have to get to, uh, uh, to finish off the game. So, um, after Camel Genesis, it was poured other um, uh, they supported the systems, uh, systems, systems, as I mentioned. Uh, pretty impressive list of systems they got this game, actually. I, I guess they figured that, maybe Eurocom figured that most of the engine's done already. There's no, um, 
um, you know, like uh, um, it wouldn't take too much time or to time or effort to, to port the game to other, to other systems. Uh, or, or like maybe uh, like maybe like maybe Jungle Book was just really like something that considered to be like a very like popular game because um, this was this was before yeah this was there really wasn't anything going on with going on with Jungle Book at the time because it's like the original movie came out in 1990 the original movie came out in 67 but the um, uh, uh, but the sequel and live action films didn't come out until like 2000s. My assumption here was that this was corresponding with the VHS release. Just oh, yeah. Because it, D- yep, Disney yep. was going through and doing the whole Disney Classics first round of Disney Vault stuff at this time. Yeah. Um, so I figured that this was to help not only boost the VHS sales, but the VHS would also boost sales for the game. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought I hadn't thought about that. So, like, I was like, you know, good catch. So, um, anyway, Jungle Book also came out, uh, came, came out on the Super NES, obviously, obviously we're talking about it here. Uh, and yeah, surprisingly enough, uh, this was, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I realized that maybe, uh, so I realized that maybe raised eyebrows for people out there because 1994, but this, uh, but this was one of the very last NES games to like be released, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, uh, and it looks at, you know, the game looks gorgeous. Um, um, uh, uh, like the system. And it also came out with the Master System, uh, Game Boy, Game Gear, uh, and also, like, also DOS and Windows. DOS and Windows are the only version of the game that Eurocom did not handle themselves. Uh, all the other, the console versions, versions of the game Eurocom did handle the porting for. So, uh, anyway, because the game is ported, uh, it is, uh, it's both the same and yet, uh, the same, and yet, like, like, not the same across the systems. So, uh, let me try to explain that. Uh, the engine, the engine's the same, this is the same across the board. The actual game mechanics, uh, mechanics uh, are the same, the plot's the same, um, the, uh, most, uh, most, most versions of the games, the, the games have the cutscenes, the music's the same across the board, um, where it really differs, however, is level design. Uh, because to get the course, some systems were better at doing certain things than other systems. So to sort of accommodate that, they reworked the levels for all the the, the, uh, the levels, like for all the versions of the game, to be able to handle to, to handle those pros and cons that they're uh, um, like more accordingly. So while you're doing the same things, pretty much on a version of the game, the actual the actual how you're playing the game platforming is uh, like is very different. Um, that may be frustrating to some people who preferred like to get good at one version of the game. However, however, I can also see it all from replay value. If you do really enjoy this game, uh, you know, like you finish Genesis version, for example, play the Super NES version, like it's the other, uh, other levels different, uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, but anyway, so, um, the plot of the game pretty much follows like the plot of the books. Uh, like you, are you playing like, you know, like Mogi, um, uh, the young boy who's like very like wolves and he's right, uh, and you, like you're basically like you know like trying to you know trying to leave your home like um uh, like a human village um so there are uh uh, uh characters notable some notable characters like notable characters like from the like the like the book and movies do show up here in the game as well also uh either like you know like cameos um or like you know just like or um uh, or or boss battles or like whatever so um. So, Joe, you have more experience with this game than I do. Uh, do you want to talk about the gameplay and kind of um, um, if you remember how this, you know, how the, you know, like, uh, you know, how the Super NES version of the game compares in your mind to the Genesis version? Yeah, so I remember the Genesis version being pretty uh, challenging. Um, this, I want to say, came out either before or just after the Lion King game. Um, and this very much felt the same way, um, as far as difficulty is concerned. Um, you, it's an action platformer, so you get to jump around as uh, Mowgli, you can, uh, shoot bananas, um, you swing from vines, um, and, and the thing too is, like, um, I can't remember if the Genesis did the same thing it does here in the Super Nintendo version. Um, But, like, here you can collect gems that can help you get extra lives and go to bonus levels and whatnot. Right. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't remember 
that being in the Genesis one, but it could have been. Um, it's been quite a while since I played the Genesis version. Right, mainly fair enough. Because, you know, in general, like, yeah. it was one of those, like, I remember the frustration of playing the Genesis one. Um, like I said, aptly compared to the Lion King. Um, the same thing. It's that precise jumping, um, and it asks you to be pretty much pixel perfect. So speaking about like Lion King, uh, um, because that was a good point. That you, yeah, because that was a good point. That I'm a good point that uh, that you just like raised. Um, I, um, so I looked it up. Lion King. They came out the same year. The same year. Same year. Flight in ninety four. Um, however, however, it was developed by different companies. Uh, Westwood Studios. Really? Yeah, Westwood Studios and Disney themselves worked together on on. Uh, uh, like Lion King, so oh. um, version version did publish the game. They, they published the game as well. Uh, okay. They had the, um, uh, because they had the license, the license of Disney stuff, obviously. But right, right. Um, and also curious enough to speak about the NES. Uh, Lion King NES game was only released in Europe, and it, in Europe, and it's the final licensed NES game worldwide. Um, uh, of the side note, so um, I think gameplay probably is similar for uh, similar similar between Lion King and uh, um and, and Jungle Book just by necessity because we've already covered um um uh, Lion King on, uh, on this platform in the pa- uh, on, on this on this platform podcast in the past. Um, probably not like five times fast. So I like you know <laughs> I think. I mean, I mean, it makes sense that two games play similarly, even though they've done by different companies, because it's like they're both platformers. It's like you know, you can't really. And this is something I'm going to talk about later. Um, uh, talk about later on. Uh, talk about later on as well. How many ways can you like revolutionize a platformer? You can't really. So, um, right. the, uh, uh, so it makes sense that there's. Yes, yeah, so it makes sense that the gameplay does kind of feel similar, uh, like similar in like some ways. Yeah, and one of the other things I compared this game to, uh, having gone back and played it is uh and and you have covered this game in the past uh it very much felt like pitfall the mayan adventure yeah i can um, see that too yep, yep, yep. you know it's very much the same kind of platforming and you know exploration gameplay but it also has like that very frustrating uh enemies pop out of nowhere um there are cert- like vines vines in this game some of them can be swung on. Some of them cannot. <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, very clearly indicated which are which. And, it you know, everything being animal-based is also an issue with this game because you have to kill enemies, and those enemies are animals. But then there's also points where the animals actually help you. Like, you can jump on a s- snake and be able to get to a higher platform. But also snakes drop down from the trees and like attack you. So it's, it's really like I compare it to Lion King and Pitfall, the Mayan adventure. And in, in that comparison, it's, you know, it's got some of the gameplay and platformy tropes that Pitfall has, but it requires the trial and error that was in Lion King. Um, you really have to memorize what's going on in the level to be able to anticipate what is to be done next. Um, I don't know, man, like, and maybe I'm jumping too far ahead here, but this is like, (laughs) it was very frustrating to be playing this game and I, you know, it overall, you know, good gameplay for what it is and, you know, it accomplishes itself as a game and there's only a few bosses so there's not too much to contend with sure but i just felt like the the whole like you have to memorize what's coming up and everything else just it like that's i reserve that for like metroid and like castlevania and like (laughs) those games i do it because i want to move forward um, there were multiple times in Jungle Book where I was just like, I'd, I'd just rather hit the power button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a, uh, uh, no, I think that's a very good summary of the game, and I certainly share uh, like share many of the same frustrations with the game that you did. Um, you know, it's like it's like you know the fact that things that um, it, it, it definitely when it comes, definitely when it comes to platformers, that things 
if things if things are telegraphed clearly as to what's actually what's actually okay to use and what not, that 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 um, certainly it's frustrating. So, um, and to the game's credit, however, there are um, you know there are um, you know there are some things about the game that I really do like. Uh, there's three difficulty. There's three difficulty options, for example, easy, normal, and hard. So it does allow some some flexibility as to how difficult difficult a game that you want to have here. Um, the powers of this game I liked. Uh, you start off, like you start off, just being, a, but you start off with just like a simple, like you know, banana pro, um, uh, a weapon slash like projectile. But you're able to collect things like invincibility mask and coconuts and double banana shots and. Uh, and my favorite, like, uh, my personal favorite, uh, the boomerang bana- uh, bananas. Um, yep. so, like, the power-ups, they're themed with the game very well, and very well, they're almost like very good power-ups. So, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought overall the power-up system, the system, the system this game, like, like, well done. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, like, you know, coconuts being like bowling balls and yep. your mangoes and melons kind of being, uh, a longer range attack were nice. I, I, the one thing that kind of struck me as a little odd was the tiki masks, because like it's cool they give you invincibility for a little bit, and that's great. But like, I I don't remember tiki masks ever being a thing in the movie, and I just feel like they kind of put that in there just to like put it in there. <laughs> they probably did. I mean, like, you know, but it, um, yeah, but this, um. Uh, but overall, like it fits the theme pretty well, so it was like you know, the, uh, uh, I was really didn't have like a problem with that. So yeah, um, yeah, and and to be fair, like I mean, we're we're talking version here, um, and like just like um, Aladdin, like they they worked with the animators to get the detail just right, mm-hmm. um, like fantastic presentation. The music, um, I, again, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to focus on these positives. Um, the music is fantastic. Um, the sound effects and sounds in general, uh, I think lack a little bit, but the sound effects, I mean, the, the music is like spot on. Like, it is exactly what I would expect a 16 bit rendition of the bare necessities. And even King Louis theme, when you're fighting him as a boss is playing in the background and it exa- it sounds exactly as you'd expect. Right. And yeah. It's things like that, that, you know, those are, those are the things that made Aladdin as good as it was. You know what I mean? So um, interesting. Yes. Yeah, interesting like footnote here, uh, because he's kind of in the news these days, uh, like video game circles, like for, like for the wrong reasons. Um, three people worked on the music for this game. One of them being the infamous, like Tommy Tallarico. So, yeah, you know, so, you know uh, he was great at one point. Yeah, be fair. Yeah, yeah music, <laughs> musician wise, he's very, very talented. So, yes. I, um, yeah. but so, um, but I, but, but I thought I heard, but I, yeah, I, I thought I heard a lot of his works. However, so like, as so, I realized that he did some of the music for this game, I wanted, um, you know, I wanted to point that out. Yeah. So, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised they actually had like Disney's Disney songs in this game because it's like usually Disney's very protective about that. So the fact that they were able to get like Disney songs included in this was not on uh, there's a nice touch. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I do not, as a rule, tend to as a rule tend to like games games which you have to like collect X number of things to be able to move on. But that's what this game requires you to do. You have to find a certain number of gems. Uh, before you can move on to like each stage, uh, how many gems you have to find depending on the boat level. You know, I'd rather just platform because if, it, it, if me, if I'm a platformer, I, I just want to platform from beginning to end. You know, yeah. I don't want to try to go about the hassle of like, you know, trying to find X number of stuff to like to be allowed to move on. So that, that, that certainly adds, that certainly adds to frustration, um, and some of the, um, some of the artificial challenge that this game has, I think, in a large part. So yeah, I, I, and mean, I definitely feel like that was padding. Um, this, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but you, uh, you have four hearts. Um, yep. and four continues to be able to beat 11 stages. Um, the, the stages are presented really nice because it's like a chapter in the book of the jungle book. Yes. Um, yes so yep, that's, yep. that's a really nice touch. Um, uh, but the reality is there's three bosses in this game. Um, and one Pretty you much. fight twice. <laughs> you have Shere Khan, who, who obviously is the big bad at the end. 
And, you know, they all have their patterns and stuff. Uh, You start off with Khan the Snake, which it's a boss fight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like it's a buggy mess or it was just poorly programmed because, like, his hypnotized beam is almost like homing. And it's like you're guaranteed to be taking damage no matter what. Uh, it's just a matter of like how it hits you as to how much damage you take. And right. then you fight King Louie actually twice. You So you fight him once and then he, like his, you know, monkey cities crumbles and then you have to fight him again. Um, and in both instances, uh, that plays his theme song uh, from, you know, him dancing around in the movie. So right. that was very much appreciated. And that goes back to, like, they used the right music at the right time, and it's very nice. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this game is short. There are no passwords. There's no save system. You have checkpoints that the junior elephants will uh, wave a flag showing yeah. that you hit the checkpoint. Um, if God forbid you miss one of those checkpoints, you start all the way back at the beginning. Uh, so definitely find all those checkpoints if you, you also have continues like your own uh, continues continues and very nicely you're able to gain additional continues like five by a certain number of gems. Correct. So, Correct. Uh, so so yes, that also helps. So so yeah, this game I think this game is more tailored toward kids, obviously, but you know, um, you know, all that stuff you just mentioned, Joe, it definitely adds to that as well too. But um playing it on hard though plays um you is um you definitely has a challenge. So I think it's just something um so like you know older kids I think definitely I, I think definitely would still be able to get something out of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think, you know, yes, there is a difficulty curve here as you go- change the difficulty itself. But I think the base game itself has enough of a yeah. challenge to, you know, sure. yep. entice yep. someone to come in and play and stick with it yeah. for a little bit. Um, it's so, one of the little charming thing I just want to uh, yep. mention real quick is uh, every time you die, uh, these little ambulance monkeys come and pick you up. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and I swear <laughs> those monkeys are a prototype for what would later become Ape Escape um, because in Ape Escape, there's quite a few monkeys that have like little red sirens on their head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was just one of those things. Like I totally forgot that little tidbit um, while playing the game, and then right, it yeah. came back to me. That was the first thing I thought of. Was like, oh, like in two years, you know, um, well, almost three years, we'd be getting Ape Escape, and like I was just like, oh, it's the Ape Escape monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, yeah, great points. Um, so, with the exception of a few boss fights, like you mentioned already previously, I thought for the most part that the controls and the controls and hit detection and hit detection in this game were pretty good. I mean, yes, there's the problem about having to there's there's a problem there's a problem they were having to pick so perfect position on some jumps to be able to make them. But for the most part, the, like the most part, I thought the game was responsive when I wanted to be responsive. So, yeah. I agree with that. My frustration with the game was more was more because of the very narrow hit points and also the the um uh, the windows to land on things, not so much the controls itself. Because I thought the actual controls right. and and hit det- and, and hit detection was fine. I just didn't like how the game, you know, I just, you know, I just, I just didn't like how the hit detection boxes and the platforming was programmed and in, in, in some ways. Yeah, so, and I think they do a pretty good job of like hiding most of that. It really shines when you're trying to get around on the vines. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, that, I will die on that hill. Um, the vines, if they had completely removed the vines, yes, that kind of changes the whole game. But, right. like, if they had completely removed that, we'd be probably singing the praises of this game. Because for the most part, it's pretty damn good. But the but. vines also, <laughs> yeah, the vines also are the one real unique thing that they're, uh, uh, you need anything like anything this game has, you know. Correct. I, Correct. I mean, I, I mean, yes, Pitfall has them as well too. But right. it's like, um, but you know, and because of the source material, you've got to have vines because, yeah. like, you know, how much because how much the book in the movie does he spend swinging around vines a lot? Right, right. So, um, no, the vines I thought were they could have done better, yes. But you know, I did, um, you know, I did like them being a, a being in the game, like like as part of the game. So, yeah. but. Uh, we mentioned the graphics, a little, the graphics a little bit. Um, the graphics, the graphics overall, I thought were like very, very good. The background graphics are gorgeous. Um, 
I just kind of felt that maybe some of the characters, like Mogwai, they looked a little bit off to me for some reason. I'm not really sure I can put my finger exactly on it, but it's like Mogwai, for example, looks very like lanky and kind of like doesn't blend in very well with the background very well, I thought. Yeah, so, I mean, he looks as he does in the movie. He is kind of yeah, lanky yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I, di I didn't have an issue with Mowgli's uh, sprite. I felt his sprite was a little too big. Yeah, which kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, other than that, like, I thought the enemy sprites for the most part are, you know, decent and serviceable. Um, obviously, where you're going to see those sprites shine is towards the end when you get to the exit. Sometimes Baloo is there and Mowgli will do a little dance with them. Um, and it's nice to see those little touches. And of course, the boss fights. Uh, yeah. Khan, King Louie, Shere Khan. They look fantastic, um, and, you know, that adds to the difficulty of the boss fight because you're in awe of the graphics. <laughs> um, and, and, like, also, like, I found this game to be really vibrant, as it should be, because you're in a jungle. Um, the yes, only yeah. level that's really kind of drab, and, again, it should be, is the last fight with Shere Khan where you're in a burning you know, forest, you know, because this is, like, Africa, and, like, that's what that happens. I think it's India, but you get what I'm saying. Like, there's there's fires that instantly happen sometimes because of the dry season and whatever. Um, right, yeah. So, like, you know, I thought that was really good that they kind of, you know, restricted that kind of drab look to specifically that last level, and I was perfectly okay with it. Does it change the tone of the entire game a little bit? Yeah, it does. But also, like, it fits the narrative uh, that, you know, is the Jungle Book, so... It's not like right. it was like, oh my god, so shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And, and yeah, so you already mentioned the music. Uh, the, the music, the music, I agree with you there. Um, so I agree with you. The, the music overall in this game like, is very good. Um, it is fun to listen to, um, it is fun to listen to the songs across the different versions of the game to see how the different hardware handled it. Mm -hmm. So, um, because it's like, it sounds good across the board, but it's like definitely the Super NES Genesis, the Genesis, of course, because they're, because of 16 bit capabilities, definitely, definitely, Definitely make the song sing because while it sounds good on the Epic systems, there's certainly, um, you know, obviously, 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 it's more limited on there because of the hardware. Yeah, and and out of those two, like, I'm I'm sorry, the Super Nintendo, it was so much better. <laughs> uh, that actually, that's actually, that's actually a very good segue to segue to uh, uh, um, uh, segue segue to moving on like toward the end, uh, like we're talking about the uh, the um, like. Uh, so, like, where we covered uh, the reviews, uh, most people consider most people most people consider, consider the Genesis, Genesis version of the game like to be the superior of the two versions. Really? Most because most people they felt that it was faster, uh, um, um, because that game had more varied gameplay, like better graphics. Okay. Um, I mean, the Genesis version was developed first. Everything else is a port of that right. version. Of it. So, like, so, I get that. You know, that makes sense to me. So, in the Genesis version, I play the Genesis, like, I play the Genesis version a little bit to compare it. It, it does play faster, uh, um, for sure. So, um, it, it, the Genesis version is brighter for some reason, um, which is which is a contrast because it's a contrast because because usually just you use the Genesis version of your Genesis version, you more dark. washed out. But yeah, so. Um, the gameplay, however, that's more that that's more that that's more uh, your personal opinion because because as before, the level design differs 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 from differs from version of version of version of the game. So it's like you know, I guess just like people back then prefer the prefer the Genesis Genesis level design compared to the Super NES level design. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, generally speaking, across the board, Wawa versions of the game rated for, well, every version of the game like rated very highly actually, like in the Game Boy version of the game, uh, got the like high marks. Um, it generally got mixed reviews across the board, but generally, generally people, people, people did think that all the versions of the game were at least decent in, in playability. But the, but at least, but at least as far as, but at least as far as contemporary reviews, the Genesis version of the game did get like higher rankings. Uh, to give you one example, and you know, it, it's slight. You know, like, for, like for example, EGM, EGM gave, um, um, uh, uh, EGM actually, um, so EGM actually was one of the ones that uh, is actually was actually one of the few ones that they that gave a higher score to Super NES. They gave the Super NES version seven point eight compared to like seven for the Genesis version. Mm. But game, 
but Game Pro, uh, but Game Pro was almost the exact opposite as far as the um uh, uh as far as I went. So, um, yeah, I guess just like a matter of a personal opinion. So, uh, it, it was um, so it was a very interesting thing to see that. Uh, I actually missed this coming out, but this game was included. Like more like recent collection uh, collections. If you want to play this game legally, uh, uh, like it's a bit easier to find these days. Uh, the Super NES Genesis Game Boy versions of the game were included alongside Aladdin, at, um, Aladdin and Lion King um, as part of the Disney Classic Games Collection, uh, which came out for the Switch, PS4, Windows, and Xbox One uh, back in 2021. So I'm um, so the so I don't know if that's so I don't know that's still sold, but I'm sure you can find a copy of that like pretty easily these days. Yeah, you can still get that, and uh, yeah. it was DLC. So the the thing that stung about that, so I had purchased the um, original one, which gave you a, a Lion King and Aladdin, and they did a really nice thing where, like, at first it was just the Genesis and Game Boy versions, um, and then they had like an uncut version that I guess had some missing content. And then with an update, they added the um, Super Nintendo version of yeah. both games, um, which was really nice. And then they announced, hey, we're going to do the Jungle Book in the same form, and it's going to be DLC. But they charged $20 for the DLC, and that was... It's Disney, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's just it was one of those <laughs> things where it was like, I get it. Like, you know, you should get paid for the effort that you put into, you know, porting the game or whatever. But it was like, it's the Jungle Book, and, like, the Jungle Book more than Aladdin and Lion King was very much the same game across all consoles. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, I just that one just particularly stung for me, and I was like, like, of all the things that you could have added as DLC, like, why didn't you do, like, Say the Little Mermaid game for the Genesis, or they the... can't. That's Capcom. Um, well, I, I, actually, no, I'm sorry. The NES version was Capcom. I, 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 I Capcom. I, I don't know who did Genesis version actually, but yeah, and it's the same thing with like the Beating the Beast game for the Genesis. Like there was <clears throat> two of those. Um, you know, those could have easily been brought over as well. Um, and to your Capcom point, you know, they obviously were able to negotiate to get Aladdin added to the collection. Uh, so I don't think the fact that Capcom, you know. Yeah, there was a Capcom Disney that. collection also too, right, I thought? It was uh, the I... Saturday morning, not the Saturday morning, what is it, the Disney Afternoon Collection. It's got okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. DuckTales yeah, okay. 1 and 2, Chippendale 1 and 2, and Tailspin. I actually have that on my uh, PS, well, on my Beyonce's PS4. Great <laughs> game, great game. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, interesting. So, but yeah, so I was like, many of these games don't get like re-released. So, like, some like some game did, like the game is included as part of a collection. Like, I wanted to call it out. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. But now, 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 I imagine it plays fine because if the to be proper, just using an emulator. So, um, you know, I like so I don't like so I don't think that yes, I don't think that'd be a problem. So. I was gonna say I could report with the Aladdin and uh, Lion King uh, ports at least. Uh, they they played just fine, and yeah. they actually gave you all the you know filter options that you could want. Yeah. Um, so like, if you want those that grainy picture, like it's on a CRT, you had that filter. <laughs> so, right. and I'm sure they had the same filters for the Jungle Book um, yeah. part of it as well. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. So, uh, yep. Definitely sounds good. So, one of the, like, one of the, like, one of the quick thing I wanted to mention, like, about the reviews, because they're, 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 they're um, other reviews, because the reviews, because it kind of, like, ties to my, like, final thoughts. Um, Game Pro's biggest criticism of the game was that they, was that they thought the platform was, like, pretty repetitive across the board, because, like, you know, uh, because the game centered upon this, the vine springing ability so much, because, like, it, like it did before. The game, would the game have been better with the vines either decreased or removed altogether? I mean, maybe yes, but then the core, but then if you do that, you're taking out a big chunk of the source material, which is games, which is game trying to, which is game, which, which is game like trying to appeal to. Right. Um, I do think the developers put too much emphasis upon like, uh, the vines for me. Because, um, to, to, to because for the most part, I agree with, um, you know, good like Game Pro said. It's like, as a platformer, it's fine. 
But but um but but I think there are better platformers in the system. Definitely bar none. It's like you know there are things recommended in this game. The graphics are gorgeous. Um the uh uh the music is very good. The game the the game does a pretty good job of following uh of following the following the book the the book the movie like the most part. But it's mm-hmm. like you're spending so much of the but so much of the game is spending like trying to figure out which vines to swing on or, or swing on the vines or trying to um like trying to. Like trying to collect all the gems in time or, or gems time, like whatnot. It's, it's not a long game. Long plays of this game are like around an hour long. Um, but it's like those limitations that the, the, the limitations that the game imposes upon you does suck some of the fun out of it. So it's like, yeah. um, I, yes, I also, I also got bored of the game after a while. I finished it, but I'm like, but I'm, but I'm like, okay, I, okay, I've seen one stage. I've seen them all pretty much. Right, so, right. um, there really wasn't, and maybe maybe some of that's due to the fact that they're, they're due, um, uh, due to the fact that the game the, the game's half finished before we build the half finished before we give somebody else to finish up. Um, maybe maybe it's because they tried to they tried to tie in the tie in the, the critical the critical plot points too much, like the detriment of gameplay. That's always that's always that's always a difficult thing when it comes to, like games based upon existing properties, movies, comics, whatever. It's right. like how much do you want to incorporate, but also. But also, but also sacrifice, sacrifice, like, the purposes they had to make a better gameplay. It's like, you know, like, like, you know, Spider-Man, we'll talk about Spider-Man here as an example real quick, because Spider-Man 2 just came out as of the, recording this. Spider-Man 2 does deviate from the established canon in some, like, in some key areas. However, they did that, they did, they did that for the element of gameplay. They understood the main, the developers understood, they understood the, the main appeal of Spider-Man is swinging around the, uh, on swinging around New York City and, they, like, they get it to you in spades. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, and also, you know, and also, and also the fights and also, like, you know, you know, the corny, cheesy, cheesy one-liners that Peter yeah, Parker's yeah. known for. So the developers doubled down on all that. They, 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 they do change things around in, uh, in terms of the established canon for the purpose of the gameplay, but, but, but because you're emphasizing the, but because you're emphasizing the fun, the fun, the fun things so much, it doesn't matter. I, I think that, um, you know, you know, I, you know, I think of this game, the developers may have tried to stick a little bit too close to the, too close to the established, the established canon and, and plot, you know, i.e. spending so much time swinging around vines, uh, and sacrifice gameplay because of it, unfortunately. So, it's not a bad game by any means. Like, it's a perfectly fine service of, service of platformer game, but it's just like, it just, but it just, it's better than that, but it's more like, it just, when you compare it to the Capcom Disney games, it's like, it's just not, um, you know, there's no comparison. You know, the Mickey Mouse games also, for example, on Genesis, much better games than this is. Yeah. Um, because, it, because again, they did a better job of incorporating what Mickey can do into like a fun gameplay. Because like you were here, um, when we covered, when we covered the, the, the um, uh, when we covered the Mickey platformers, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 last year, Joe, yeah. those games much more fun because they did, because they use Mickey in a more fun way. Yeah. You know, absolutely. whether, whether or not, I don't think this is like Mogui's fault because Mogui, how established, how established is Mogui as a character? We're probably, um, not, not very deep probably. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think the developers tried to big up for it in some ways. And it's like, we can criticize whether they made the right choices or not. You know, because I recognize that I recognize the challenge the programmers had in doing that because the, because the character the character like more shallow. Don't get me wrong, Jungle Book Jungle Book's fine material, but it's fine material like the game out of. But because because Lion King also like also worked uh, better, but Lion King overall I thought was a better game because because those developers made better game design choices. So. Um, so in end, it's a fine Disney game. It's just not, uh, um, just not like one of the better ones. And like you know, I can't really see kids. Will have, young kids will have fun with this game still. I think. I think nowadays. But anybody else, it's like there are much better platformer games like out there. Yeah. Agreed. So I know I went off there for a while. Was there anything else you wanted to add, like add on to that? <laughs> no, I mean, final closing thoughts would be like. You should check this out. This is definitely worth, you know, going and checking out. Um, whether, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also like, I'm pretty sure this is very affordable. So if you're a collector, this is going to be in your collection. Um, it is. Like, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, despite the binds and the slight hit detection being off, 
Um, I I think this is a great game. Well, no, I, I won't say a great game. It is a good game. Um, and I, that has enough good points in which it should be played. Um, and I don't think, because I saw some pretty harsh reviews of this game, and I don't think it deserves that that hate that I was seeing. Um, I I think this falls into the same category as Lion King. It's gorgeous, it's challenging, and if you're willing to put in the effort to uh, hit that challenge head on, I think it's an enjoyable experience and one that you'll come back to again and again. Okay. Yep. I think uh, so. I think it's maybe one. I think it's maybe like one of the rare cases where like where like where like you'd like the game look better than I did because yeah, uh, usually the other way around. But, yeah. So <laughs> um, there are some cheat codes in this game. Uh, not a lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, two cheats are still unknown to this day. What they actually do in the game. So, um, but. Uh, um, you've got the known cheat codes. One cheat code gives you 88 of each weapon. Another one, uh, another one like allows you to float, and the last one, uh, last one like allows you to advance frames. So, those certainly could be useful, um, 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 useful cheat codes in some situations. The floating one is ridiculous. I saw a video of that. Um, it is. And, <laughs> like I was just like, like I get why you would do that because, you know, as we spoke, you know, it's that hit detection on the binds and whatnot. So, like, I get why that cheat would have been there because even the developers were like, screw this. But, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm watching that in motion and being used. Like, it's just Mowgli, like, spinning in a circle, like, somersaulting. Uh, You know, his flip animation when he's flipping on the vines just over and over again. So it just looks weird because he's, like, weirdly deformed as he's floating across the screen but yeah that that was just one of those uh yeah i actually was going to mention that but i knew you'd be talking about the cheat so i figured i'd wait (laughs) well the vast majority of cheat codes are actually are actually created by the developers while they're actually making the game so they could both either a debug certain things in the games are going through it or because they want to just simply just get past certain areas because they because they're not very good at the game or they want to for the for them to test something out like a whatnot, um, that is how the famous Konami code got started. After all, because yeah. like the developer, because it, because the developer Gradius was not very good at his own game, so he gave himself the you know the extra life's code to help it to, to, to help play test it. So uh, most most of the time, most of the time cheat codes most of the time with time cheat codes are, are are just like left to the game because it's like programmers are afraid to try to. Are, are afraid when a game is finished to, to, to go in there and rip out rip out code because like because they because they, they don't know like what it might do so uh so so, so that's why cheat codes are usually usually left to the usually left to the games and this is like no exception I'm sure the developers had that flow code flow code in there so they could like actually like rap, r- rapidly go through stages to make sure everything like working correctly and whatnot so uh, but but they're fun <laughs> yeah yeah um. So yeah, as you guessed, Joe, this game is very common on eBay. It was also very hard to. It was also very. It was also like very hard to get to get accurate numbers for the numbers for this because, like I said, it was released on separate um um separate consoles. So uh, it, so trying to by trying to narrow Super NES uh, only copies can be difficult and uh, difficult for sure. But there are about there are about 160 copies of this game currently currently listed on eBay at the time we're doing research. 40, 46 copies of the game had recently sold. Um, as you guessed, Joe, cart is very plentiful and also like very cheap. Yeah. Uh, these prices, these prices that go chipping, cart prices of the game range anywhere from seven dollars to seventeen dollars. Mm. So, um, CIB options were much more limited. However, I, I don't know why this game was so much with the, I, I, I don't know why this game was so much harder to find that they could find like a complete form. Maybe just like a bad, like a bad time on eBay right now to find it. But because um, kids do not keep boxes. True. Yeah. That I I find that with a lot of um, kid oriented or kid uh, focused games is that boxes, manuals, those are always hard to come by because we didn't care back then. Um, And like I think about it, like every time I got a Game Boy game, like what did I do? I opened it up. I took the plastic, you know, covering with the game out of the box and then I immediately threw the box in the trash. Like I, manuals and boxes just meant nothing. So I can understand why it'd be a little harder to find. 
Yeah. So yeah, and certain systems, certain systems also, certain systems are also are also like more durable than than, than others. Um, you know, for example, the old the old Genesis clamshell cases yes. are, are are more commonly found these days because they were very nice and durable. So um, in television games, also back in the day, back in the eighties, uh, a lot of those boxes that may have, may have existed, they also like the same reason because they were like um, because they were like uh, because they were like more durable uh, boxes. Um, many television games. Compared to the flip top style that most uh, that most systems used, the television games for most of their lifetime were done like an open book open kind of like manner, yeah. in which like you open up the, the box and like the cards on one side and there's on the other. So um, so for, for those reasons, the television boxes or manuals are more commonly found these days than then there um, you know than many other ones. But yeah, depends. But yeah, uh, depends on the system. But yeah, kid. But 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 yeah, kid games definitely for sure. Um, there wasn't there wasn't much out there to be found as far as that went at least not like right now. Uh, cart manual combinations sold for fourteen dollars, so like um, I said, like a uh, like forty before before they priced. One CIB copy of the game did sell recently for fifty dollars, which is not bad, like all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and there's even a sealed copy of the game that sold the uh, sealed copy of the game of the, of the game that sold for the very affordable affordable sealed price of that so uh, uh, a sealed price of that um, a sealed price of ninety nine dollars. So, um, again, common prices reflect. It's weird in this case because, like, the prices, the prices both reflect how common the game is and how uncommon the game is, like, in complete form. So, uh, it's definitely more weird combination, uh, like in this case. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, there are other Disney games we will be covering. I think there's, I, 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 I think there's at least like one Disney game left, uh, which, um, to which, which we have not covered yet. So, uh, we, we will cover, we'll cover more Disney games in the future, I'm sure. So, um, but anyway, um, any final thoughts or anything or anything else uh, you want to say, Joe, before we like wrap up here? No, I think we've pretty much covered this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. So, uh, next time on the podcast, we are going to be, uh, uh um, uh, we are going to be having the first of two, if everything works out, hopefully, uh, guest appearances. Uh, I don't want to, so I don't want to like um, announce like announce anybody yet because you know things like things may change. I'm also like afraid of jinxing things, but et cetera, et cetera. So, but uh, if it, but but if everything goes well, the next episode coming to you will be a special a special episode with like a guest. Uh, we are. We are both revisiting a game we've covered in the uh, we've covered in the past, way back when the early days of the podcast, uh, ActRaiser, uh, because Joe's never played the game, uh, and also because the guest host we, who who hopefully be able to be having on is also is also a big fan of the game. Uh, we're also be covering also ActRaiser two, uh, and also briefly, uh, um, you know the you know the you know newer remake uh, of the game like ActRaiser Renaissance. So three games in one uh, like that episode. So, uh, one of one of two guest host appearances so appearances that we have, that we have planned uh, between now and the end of the year. So stay tuned for that. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, I know how Joe feels about like simulation games, but I've also told him that ActRaiser, the simulation is very, 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 very light. So hopefully, at least at the point that we're in, like tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just real quick. So <laughs> I I in the PS2 era. Um, I had uh, a game called Dark Cloud, which is very much the... I've heard that game, yes. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people say it was the spiritual successor to ActRaiser, blah, 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 because it's the same sort of thing where, like, it's an RPG where you go out and you defeat monsters and whatever else, and then you unlock parts of a city so that you can rebuild. Um, So it's one of those, like, I've always had some sort of ambition to check the game out, it's just not one that's ever pulled me so tightly that I've been like, I have to check it out. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Now I don't have a choice. It's an assignment. I have to do it. <laughs> Dark Cloud actually always struck me as being more, uh, like, like more common Soul Blazer because that whole like you know like rebuilding the town, yeah, yeah, yeah. piece element to it. But uh, but Akira definitely has an influence on it too. I think so. Uh, but yeah. So okay. Uh, all right. So. Um, that should be coming for you next time, folks. If everything goes that goes right, to cross your fingers, and um, um, and if not, we'll have something else for you. Um, I'm sure. Don't worry. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, 
Uh, thank you as always for joining us. Questions, comments, feedback, etc. You can on my Facebook page or you can also send me an email directly if you want to at the NSNews Podcast at Yahoo.com. Joe, how can they reach you at? Uh, you should definitely Google the Radical Retro Roundup, which is not family friendly, so be advised. Um, outside of the Radical Retro Roundup, you can find me on, uh, apparently it's X now. Um, it, to me, it's still Twitter. Um, <laughs> J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0. I don't update too much there. It's better to find me on uh, Facebook, and I'm accessible via Facebook. But uh, just be mind that, you know, it's my personal Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Right, right. <laughs> uh, cool. So thank you again, always, for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you again next time. And everybody, uh, so everybody uh, stay safe, be well, and we'll, and we'll see you later. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Oh, wow.